0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I always never know how to start my podcast because I always feel that I say, hey guys, welcome back. But that's true, like welcome back and hope you guys are well. I'm feeling quite good today. I like to do my podcast when I'm in a good place because it makes a really big difference. And something that I learned recently was the energy that you put into something is what it almost creates. So when you cook a meal with love, like you're literally eating love. And if I make a podcast with love and excitement, it has a better outcome. So I used to really like force myself to do certain creative things, you know, filming or editing or whatever. And when you don't have that spark there, I think you can tell. So anyways, um, today's episode is on kind of dating, relationships, maybe first dates, like all a bit everywhere. And I've got a lot of questions, but before looking back at my little plan of questions, I want to talk about things that have been on my head recently, things that I've learned. it's been a big lesson for me, a big, almost like aha moment, which I think would be interesting for a lot of people and almost the absolute core understanding to how and why relationships work and not even just relationships, but friendships too. And I think whether or not you're in a relationship right now, this is important, whether you're dating or not. Like, it doesn't matter if you're single as can be and you don't care about dating. Like, I think this has got a lot of stuff that is important to know. So just kind of like diving straight in, I'm gonna go with an example of mine, just kind of set the scene. Now, and there's lots of examples like this, but for example, my time in Bali has been great. And I'm here with my boyfriend. And I had noticed recently that, you know, I'm really not going out as much as I'd want to in terms of I'm not exploring as much. I'm not doing all the things that I wanna do. Like if I wanna go see sunset and my boyfriend doesn't, I don't. And I realized I was compromising quite a bit. And, but the thing is at the time I thought, it's Max's fault. I was putting it on my boyfriend that, Oh, he's the reason that I'm not doing the things I want to do within the relationship like he doesn't want to come play in the pool with me then I won't play in the pool or I'll play in the pool but sad by myself or why doesn't he want to come here and and I was blaming his lack of spontaneity like I was blaming him when it was actually well this is what I go on to and what I learn is that everything is up to us and Everything is a reflection of us. It was only till this morning did I have a big aha moment and I was like Max has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not going out. It's my responsibility to do the things that are important to me. And naturally in previous relationships and what I've just kind of explained is I compromise a lot. You know, if they don't want to do something, if they want to stay in bed all day, if I compromise to that and I give up what I really want to do to just kind of support and make sure they're happy. And I've spoken to my therapist and this is just like another form of people pleasing. You know, I'm just, I'm constantly trying to make them happy. And we end up just sometimes having like little bickery moments because I assume or believe that he must come out with me and do these things otherwise I can't do it by myself and then I get mad at him that he doesn't want to go when really like if he doesn't want to go I can still go and this has kind of just been a big moment for me and I think what I'm trying to describe is let's say you've got the version of yourself in a relationship and you've got your version of yourself not in a relationship what parts of you do you leave behind so you know when girls are like oh I just can't wait to be single because then I can be free and like do all the things I want to do or um and this is me by the way as well or like oh when I'm single I I'm so like structured and I have such a good routine and I look after myself and you can almost turn the whole thing around and be like but why aren't you doing that within a relationship and this is one of my big points of this podcast it is so important that we keep serving ourselves and putting ourselves first like yes there's the element of love and you want to do things because you love the other person but it's like one of the biggest boundaries but healthy boundaries you can have like going into the relationship and saying i still want to be social i still want to be carefree and i want to dance on tables and i want to do whatever and this time in my relationship i was able to do that so that was something i previously you know i would never go out i'd never go out clubbing and The relationship because he didn't like that and the first thing i said to my current boyfriend was look i'm gonna be shaking my ass in a club like i just will be not at any guy just 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 doing my thing in my own world he was like yeah cool i don't really care you know but something that i didn't even realize that you know was a behavior of mine is stopping the stopping my routines stopping my structure stopping my spontaneity like oh I wanna go out here. I wanna to go to the shops. I want to walk and go see that beach. And it's something that I'm reclaiming. So the reason I wanted to share that because if you have something currently in your relationship and you're almost blaming it on them and you're going, they're the reason why I can't do this. Let's say you're lacking intimacy in your relationship. And this is something I've gone through too. You almost blame the other person that they're not being intimate with you and they're not being let's say sexual with you. But what about yourself? Are you, can you do that with yourself? Can you do that alone? So it's always turning back to yourself and saying, why can't I supply that to myself? Another example that, you know, could do with friendships. I was saying to my therapist yesterday, I really just want some female friends that have, you know, great spirits and just really wanna connect. I wanna have deep conversations all night. Like, I really want some of those friends. And like, I just wanna talk about deeper stuff in life. And it was very interesting, cause I just thought like, yeah, go seek them, go find them. And she goes, turn it towards yourself. Why are you waiting for somebody else to deliver that deeper connection with yourself? Cause that's in the end what you're wanting. You're wanting to have deep chats about your life and about other people's lives, but you wanna know more, you wanna feel more and you should be able to do that by yourself. And it was interesting because I realized, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been saying to my boyfriend, oh, do you want to like sit outside and look at the moon and say your manifestations? Like that for me is such an exciting evening. And I've like dreamt, not, okay, not dreamt about it, but I've really kind of keep pondering with the idea. And I'm like, oh my God, that'd be so fun. Like, I can't wait to do that. But I was always waiting on Max, who's my boyfriend. And Yeah, I was just always waiting on him to say, yeah, I wanna do that with you for me to do it. And then it was only today which I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to do it myself. Like, yes, okay, maybe I don't have someone to ask me that many questions, but why can't I do that with myself? And I will tell you now, I'm going to do that by myself tonight. I'm not gonna wait for Max to say yes to do that because maybe that's just something he's not interested in tonight. I'm gonna sit on the sunbed, look at the moon when it's all dark. And I'm just gonna like be with myself. And another thing that I already noticed is like, oh, but you could only do that for like 20 minutes. Like you don't wanna keep Max waiting. And it's like, no, let yourself like relax and be in the flow of doing your own thing. And I'm sure Max would love some alone time. Crikey, I'm sure he would love it. I know he would. What I'll do is I'll just go to him and be like, look, I'm gonna sit outside. I could be 20 minutes. I could be two hours, who knows? But I'll be back in bed before we go to bed. You know, and he's gonna be fine with it. He's gonna be able to watch a movie or something. And then it's like giving myself full permission to do that thing. And I figured this all out at breakfast, by the way. This was a real today kind of deep understanding of, why I thought I was lacking something within the relationship, but really it was just me and myself. And yeah, today was already great. Like I started taking myself to yoga classes and doing what I wanna do, which has been really quite empowering as well. And then with this idea, I think we can go on to like the first question that I have and someone asked, do you think you have to like fully love yourself before you can get into a relationship? And I do think this is a very like thing that goes around that, oh my gosh, you have to be like fully, okay with yourself and fully love yourself and have everything established in your life and personally you know inside anna's mind i don't think that's true because yes it is great to have self-worth and boundaries to go into the relationship because i think it removes that toxicity within the relationship however you will realize it's always a continual thing self-love self-growth and i would actually say it's the opposite you learn so much more when you're in a relationship, you figured things out that you didn't know because you have this person that is a constant reflection of yourself. When you get mad at your boyfriend or girlfriend, ask yourself, what am I wanting from this? Like, oh my God, I have another example. This morning, again, Max and I were talking and we were in a happy mood and whatever. And I just... I just said the joke, well not even joke, I was fully serious. <laughs> I was like, can't you? <laughs> I was like, aren't you so excited to be married? <laughs> I'm 20 and I've been with him for nine months. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was, yeah. And then he like gave a nervous giggle. And I've said it before, Like, it's not just something I've completely sprang out on him. Like I always just joke about having kids and marrying and stuff. And I then straight away said to him, do you, is there any part of you that gets scared when I say that? Like really just wanting an answer from him. And in my head I was expecting, oh no, like we're totally gonna get married. Like I literally love you so much. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, to be honest, there is a small part of me that gets scared. And it was such like a backlash on me because I was trying to get reassurance being like, aren't you so excited to be married? Like unconditional love. And he was just like being honest with me. And in that moment, my mood switched. And I just like totally internalized it all. And I just sat there and I was like, why did you bring up this thing? Anyways, I was about to cry. And I really didn't want to blame any of this on him because I knew in the moment when I was feeling all of this, that it was totally a me situation. I was like, okay, there's something going on with me. So I took myself to the bathroom and I let the tears out. And I pretended to talk to him like I was whispering out loud and I was basically just saying like I was crying by the way I was like I'm just really upset that you said we're not going to get married (laughs) or like you don't see that as like a definite thing and as I was talking like basically I was just letting the words flow out my mouth and I got to a conclusion of why I actually got upset and I'm gonna regurgitate what I said I was like yeah I'm really upset that Um, you said oh there's like a small amount that is scared because I guess I said the comment that married and like kids and stuff because it gives me like a reassurance that you're going to want to be with me forever and that I don't have to go through rejection again and then I kind of asked myself in my head but Anna where is this coming from because you always have to ask yourself when else did you feel like this in your life because a lot of the well literally all the time is to do with other things So I was saying that in my head and then I carried on talking and said, I guess it just reminds me of my relationship with my dad and how, you know, he was literally my dad, but it felt conditional. Our love felt conditional and that he could leave and he could, you know, if I didn't act a certain way or whatever, he could just leave me and that would really upset me. So I guess I kind of just wanted like to say that marriage thing because it gives me that cover that I won't be rejected again. And I said literally all of that. And when I said rejected again, I was like, "Ah, okay, so I totally understand what's happened now. You know, I took myself out of the situation. I realised that really it was like six-year-old Anna, really quite upset just about her dad, but totally put it on this situation. And when I just, even just by saying that out loud, I noticed it, I wiped my tears, I understood it. I walked back outside and I just... Gave Max a kiss and a little handhold and I was like, oh, that was just a me situation. He was like, I know. And like we just talked to like we just talked about something else. But it was, I saw him him in such a different light, which I think is a good thing because sometimes when you get so in the moment of like being triggered by the other person and thinking they don't love you and thinking they're doing something bad to you, when you realize where that pain's actually coming from, when you look at them again, you can you can basically see them in a different light which I think, you know, is a great tool and could be really good to use against family, friends, boyfriends, sisters, like realize where that pain's coming from and then understand that they are just kind of bringing that up within you, but not necessarily like completely their fault. Okay, swiftly moving on, we're going to talk about jealousy because I feel like that's quite similar to what we just talked about, but When you get jealous in a relationship, well, this is one thing to understand about jealousy and it's that it is a reflection of what you want, right? So for example, when I was younger and I was jealous of certain girls, I would be like, no, I don't wanna be like them, ew. Like I almost hated them. But if I think about it, like when I root down to 14 year old Anna, I remember there was like one girl in my school and I really wanted her body. And I was so jealous, like so, so jealous. But at the time I didn't realise that it's a complete reflection of what you want. But but the funny thing is now, you know, I still got all my school friends on um, social media, the exact same girl I'm not jealous of at all now. And it's because she doesn't have what I want, right? Because my priorities in life have changed. I'm not here to be the hottest body. I personally love connection and growth and, and a bit of wisdom and fun and adventure. That's what I seek in, in life. So my priority and my absolute wish of having a big bum and small waist and blah blah blah, blah is not there anymore and therefore not just anymore. And I think also another thing that would help is this little quote and I love it. Well I completely made it up but it's a good thing to say. So let's say you see someone on Instagram, a girl your age and it's your friend and she looks really good. And you start pulling yourself apart. You're like, oh, she's so hot. Like, why can't I look like that? Why don't I have that nose? Why don't I have whatever? And what you need to say is she's beautiful, I'm beautiful, no better, no worse. And what that does is it doesn't turn it around and be like, oh, she's ugly. um, So now I feel good and like problem solved. No, you are appreciating what you're seeing. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it to her she's beautiful. But then you know what you need to do is lift yourself up too. You Say, she's beautiful, but I'm beautiful too. Okay. And then no better, no worse means, you know, we're all equals. And you can do this in so many situations and it brings so much love into a situation. For example, let's say another influencer and I go on their page and they're just killing it. I'm like, oh damn, they're killing it. They're getting the content out. They've got their own niche. Like it's great. And If there's a second where I start saying, if only you did this, if only you did that, it would be a complete path of destruction. Instead, what I say is, they're doing great, I'm doing great, no better, no worse. If you have a company, right, a little startup brand, and you see another startup brand, and they're doing more sales, or they got more engagement, you say, they're doing amazing, i'm doing amazing no better no worse and it's honestly it just saves so many situations because it puts your ego back in check your ego likes to put you above someone or below someone so for example when you're jealous of another girl that's i don't know liked your boyfriend's instagram post or looking at him at a party or whatever just give appreciation just she's hot i'm hot no better no worse I'm with my boyfriend and I think if I'm being honest like I don't think that was the best advice just that last one about like jealousy when a girl's at a club or like texts and stuff because what I've learned is that it has much more to do on your general self-awareness so yeah the no better no worse quote is great for situations where you find yourself like catching and comparing yourself to people but in terms of like major jealousy within a relationship that is something that stems from when you have very low self-esteem and the answer to jealousy and if you find yourself like literally my last relationship when i was like 17 18 years old it was a year and a half i was so bad i not even so bad like i'm gonna give myself a bit of love but i was so insecure but not realizing it that much. I knew I didn't like my body, but I didn't realize, like I was constantly checking which pictures my boyfriend was liking, if he went out, like who was he with, like all of this stuff. And then I had a year and a half of being single, working on myself. And then I started dating my current boyfriend and none of that has kind of come in really, because I've been secure in myself. So I would say if you're noticing that you're like that in a relationship, just do, keep doing what you're doing in terms of learning more, journaling, listening to podcasts, YouTube, connecting with yourself. That's the biggest thing. And that's why I always go back to journaling and you don't physically have to journal. You can just sit with yourself and connect with yourself. That's all I'm ever asking, you know? I think it's great to be inspired by other people, but what I've really noticed recently is the best inspiration and intuition and advice is gonna come from yourself. It's gonna come from you sitting on your balcony or on a chair outside, Or, like, in your bed with all the cozy lights on and you sitting there and opening up to yourself. Like, do it tonight. Like, romanticize it. Make your room more cozy. Sit in your bed. And just, like, start chatting about yourself. Put some paper on the side. Put some coloring pencils on the side. Start, like, mind mapping what you want. Start talking out loud. Pretend you have a podcast. Honestly, it's the most therapeutic thing I've ever done. Just talk to yourself out loud and just figure out what you want to do. I always find, like on a walk, so good to talk to yourself. Like just chat, chat about your life. Pretend you're doing a YouTube channel and you're teaching people about your stuff or you're sharing your experience and just see where you go. And then just taking on the next part of that is something called retroactive jealousy. And that's caused by lack of trust in the previous relationship. So although I hadn't had your typical jealousy in my new relationship, I did at the beginning have some retroactive jealousy And I've talked about this on another episode, but I will just cover it again. And I basically started noticing that I was just trying to look at my boyfriend's phone and I didn't understand why. And I really don't wanna be checking it, but there's just like parts of me that do these behaviors and like are still a bit like weird if like, I don't know, girls, and it's just odd and whatever. And what you need to do is you just need to talk to your partner and say that. Like, just be like, hey, so basically in my last relationship, there was a lot of like, no trust and there was not much communication and I felt really unsafe and a lot of the time I thought he was doing things with other girls and he may or may have not cheated and for me that was the case but it you know he doesn't have to cheat to make this big thing of lack of trust anyways just tell them tell them how you're feeling and just bring up the question what can we do so that this doesn't have to be a thing. And that's what I asked my boyfriend. And he was like, well, if you ever casually see anything on my phone, just know that I'm more than happy to tell you what it's about because I'm genuinely not doing anything. And I said, okay, and I won't check your phone. Like, it kind of gave that security of like, okay, I won't check it, but he's not telling me not to check it. He's not telling me, on stop being so stupid and there's nothing to think. He was just like, I'll be open with you if you ever want to know anything. And for me, that just, like, that's what I needed to hear. And also the act of not checking it brings you so much benefit. I always thought, no, I've got to check just in case I find something. Because then I can be, like, proven that I'm right. When you are looking on your boyfriend's phone for a text, for a Snapchat, for a like, you are literally asking the universe for something, So maybe he did like a girl's bikini picture. Because you were searching, you found that. Now he could be completely innocent. He could have just scrolled past, give a little double tap, not cared. But because you were literally asking the universe, you were like checking his phone, you want to find something, it will deliver it to you and it will trigger you and it will piss you off. And maybe he will cheat. We don't know. We don't know what the universe can create. But what I'm saying is love and trust and know that you can get over heartbreak. You don't need to find it to get you out of it quicker. Know that you can recover from heartbreak. I remember my first heartbreak when I was like 14, maybe 15. I was just, oh my God, I was just crying in my bed. I didn't know how to handle this. Like, this is like your first time that you really feel that rejection again, especially if you've got some daddy issues. Like, this is when it really comes up. And I really struggled. And then, you know, after a couple more heartbreaks, like, you get better at it. And not in a way of like pushing things down, but just like letting yourself feel that emotion that you're heartbroken, but knowing that, you know what, in two, three months or in six months, or even in a month, I'm gonna be good. You know, things are gonna go okay. And it's probably gonna serve me well. And I'm gonna take that onto my next topic is, someone asked, how do you not get attached too quickly? Now, I think it's just part of us. We are human, we are girls, we are lovable creatures. And I think some girls really like push away from the fact that that could even happen, like get attached. Just know that, as I just said, you can get over heartbreak and it's just human. Like it's just human. Let yourself want to know somebody else and stuff. But I would say like, on a whole, the more work you do on yourself and the more things you heal, if you heal your rejection, if you heal abandonment issues, if you heal all of that stuff, you'll find that you won't have to attach yourself so quickly. Um, I definitely, when I was younger, there was a lot higher degree of attaching myself to guys. Um, And yeah, it does get easier. I think just even with time, like you, another major thing of this is just time and experience there's not always going to be all the answers you need but you will just learn you will learn okay so someone asked how do i show my boundaries without coming across rude okay this is what you guys need to understand that the way that question is written like without being rude that is people-pleasing that is straight up people pleasing. Having boundaries for yourself is like one of the biggest forms of self-respect. Like it's not rude at all. Like when you get into a relationship or you're with a guy or whatever, the way you make it like not rude is like, there is no way to make it rude. Like genuinely, you just sit down whenever you're having a conversation, preferably at the start, but you can do this throughout any time. You can just be like, hey, I've been thinking and, or you can say, I just want to let you know that like for me, one of my boundaries is if you ever cheat, there is absolutely no going back. You know, that's a very standard boundary everyone has. Okay, so one of the natural boundaries that people have is like literally saying no. um, And you can just, it's just by being honest. So for example, one boundary that I will be putting in place very soon (laughs) due to therapy reasons is during sexy time, I there's one position that I don't like because I'm low-key scarred from past experiences and I still haven't had the confidence <laughs> to say it to Max. I just, like, kind of hint that I want to do something else. Anyways, so one of the boundaries I'll be setting is saying... The, the way you say it is, don't just go, no. Like, you just be like, by the way, I don't want to do that position or I don't want to do that in sex or, like anything that's like triggering for you in sex you don't have to do like there's no rule of like you have to do everything so just say like hey I really don't feel comfortable doing this so I basically don't want to do it easy as that it's not rude they will much you know they will respect you what I've learned is that like nice guys at least don't want to make you feel uncomfortable they don't want to but a lot of the time they don't know what makes you feel uncomfortable and one of my things definitely um and people may relate is during sex and stuff i if i'm not enjoying it and this isn't in boyfriends i would say this is in like your one-time things or like whatever when i was younger i would dissociate in it because i thought the only like the only way to make things better or for it to end is just by like letting them finish and it's done that's what my head is and i It makes me crumble at the fact that there are still girls, like there are girls out there that probably listening right now that like, wait, I do that. Like we could be having sex and I'm suddenly like not in the mood anymore. And I'll just let him carry on for ages or however long, because I just feel like it's courtesy for him to finish. No, I, I, I wanted to get that out on this podcast because that is something that I really did. And it, now and then happens between like me and my boyfriend because sometimes, you know, you can just suddenly not be in the mood, like you can just suddenly not. And it is one of the most important things to do because when you say no, when you have a boundary and you respect it and you listen to yourself and you speak up for yourself, you are serving yourself, you are empowering yourself. And that is like the biggest magic. And I don't even know how to explain it, but it really will do wonders. And every time you let yourself dissociate or let yourself not say no or just oh it'll be okay it'll be done soon like it's actually quite damaging for the self so yeah i know that was a little bit of a detour but anyways i wanted to say that i think like another boundary let's say asking for space like it really shouldn't be a scary thing Ah, well to be fair i remember in my last relationship i could never like i always had to be with him and i any time that I was like, oh, I, I want to do this. Like, I just couldn't get it out. Anyways, you know, if someone does that I think that's a massive sign of maybe they're not right for you. And that's a really big hint, but you should most definitely, like your partner should definitely want you to have some alone time. Just be like, hey, I wanna go do this class. I wanna go free up my mind. I wanna go do this. Like, especially if you're living with them, I think it's so important. But yeah, overall, when you wanna talk about boundaries, just literally sit down, say what you need to say, like whatever's on your mind that week and you feel like something's coming up, whether that's in your sex life, whether that's in your personal, in your work, in your just interactions with each other, definitely they're gonna be understanding and there is no way of being rude. And I got a really similar question and that is telling a partner that some of the comments they make are triggering without being rude. I actually have a really good tip for this and I think you could use it in all your relationships. Mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend. Five words you need to remember. When you, space, I feel space because. Example, when you made a comment about my weight, I feel hurt because I already have quite an insecurity about my weight and that felt like a really mean comment so it's like it just touches all surfaces um so if it was a boyfriend so that one was like to your mom but if your boyfriend says that then I would be worried but let's say to your boyfriend you could say when you go to bed without kissing me I feel sad because (laughs) I feel left out and just forgotten about right and it allows them to really just like understand that you know what they did it's not like you're saying you're so horrible you're so mean it's just like when you said that when you did that like that made me feel like this and when you have people like gaslighting you and saying like oh but you know stop being so sensitive or you shouldn't feel like that your reply needs to be i appreciate you saying that and i can understand that you might feel like that but this is how I feel. You just say, this is how I feel. And people really can't meddle with like, if you feel sad, you're gonna feel sad. Okay, then last question. Someone said, I'm 21, never been in a relationship. I have no confidence and don't know how I will find someone. Now, I know there are, there'll be a few of you guys out there in this position and I have talked about a lot of when you're in a relationship and this is how you feel and you might be like, God, I've not been in one at all. I really don't want you to stress about this. And what I said at the beginning is you need to serve yourself of what you think is missing. So when I thought, oh, it's my boyfriend's fault that I'm not adventurous, like we're not doing adventurous stuff and we're not going out and exploring, it's got nothing to do with him and a lot to do with me. And the way that I can almost serve myself is, by giving myself that time to be adventurous and exploring by myself if you aren't in a relationship and you're seeking a relationship and you think that is what is gonna add like that's what's gonna make me feel more whole that's what I'm missing that's what you're missing in yourself right are you able to come to yourself with love are you able to go on a solo date by yourself are you able to spend time with yourself? I want you to figure out what you are really, really, really wanting within the relationship, like why you're like, I I need that, I want that. And see, is there any way that you can actively start doing it by yourself? Also, I think it has a lot to do with your self-worth. If you go around saying you're unlovable and thinking that you're unlovable and that I've got bad acne so I, can't be loved or I haven't got the best body so I can't be loved. That's where maybe like more self-acceptance needs to come in, more self-love, more self-growth, maybe delving into your past. I think at the same time another you know good piece of advice is go do the things that you love to do and you will naturally attract people on that level. You know if you really love arts and crafts go to an arts and crafts class and you might meet a guy there that's into that too and just really be on your lane of self-love and your journey of life do the things you want to do do everything be everything you want to be and the right person will cross paths with you ride on the same road as you at one point in your life like it, it will happen it will i i honestly promise you so now just going on to another thing that's kind of come up into my head which i think is a beautiful ending to this podcast And also a really, really important message, if not the most important one of the whole podcast, and that is the idea of unconditional love. And I've been told this by my therapist for months and months, that I need to bring myself unconditional love. And it was only this week did I really understand and absorb what it was, and just to open up, Max and I went through like a little, I'm not even going to say blip, but I nearly went down a whole whirlwind of... I'm getting rejected, right? And just as I was about to turn against myself, what you need to understand is rejection is rejection against yourself. So when that whirlwind started happening and I started going, if only you weren't like this in the relationship, if only you weren't this type of person, if only you weren't this, if only you look like that. Like When you start saying all those things, very common in heartbreak, you are turning against yourself. The one moment where you need to be there for yourself, you are literally turning against yourself and you are blaming yourself for things that you've done or you are in a relationship. Unconditional love is what I had to bring in. And when I started saying, oh, if only you didn't say that comment the other day, I go, nah I love myself so much and forever, unconditional love, Right, it never runs out, it's always there. You did nothing wrong, you are amazing, you're perfect just the way you are. You did nothing wrong, and I said that. And then my head almost went to like, Oh, if you only weren't like this in the relationship, no, I went back at that comment. I was like, No, I have unconditional love for myself, I it doesn't matter. Like, and you can take this in so many ways, like when you get mad at yourself that you aren't hitting PBs in fitness or you aren't achieving something and you start tearing yourself down, put up a wall of unconditional love and go, I have unconditional love for myself. So no matter if I don't achieve something or be something or do something, it doesn't matter, right? And I just think when you understand it and when you experience it, you'll really, you know, understand it. But it's just not, that moment when you feel that you're tearing yourself down, turn up for yourself be like no okay i know you might think that's like when you get anxiety or and you think oh if only i didn't say that really cringe comment that was so cringe like don't say that to yourself meet yourself with unconditional love and say girl you're just being yourself let it ride okay and that's where like the true power of life i think so many people and it's so common me too as well in my past you get so tied up other people thinking this life is shared between all of us like what are they thinking what are they doing when you realize that it is literally like i can't explain to you guys life is such a you thing you are literally the main character there is a reason why you can't see into other people's brains you are in control of your life think what you want to think love yourself unconditionally like it doesn't matter if a boy rejects you and doesn't want to be with you okay it doesn't matter if you don't achieve a certain thing and it's like this whole self-love journey that we're on together so when you find yourself pulling yourself apart this week I want you to meet yourself with unconditional love and be like right what did I say okay I know that you know and if let's say you're really struggling with an eating disorder and you ate over your calories meet yourself with unconditional love take a breath breathe in out it doesn't matter that I ate of my calories I meet myself with unconditional love say to yourself I've done nothing wrong okay you can bring this to so many different situations like if you didn't do one exam just be like look I love myself I tried my hardest yes there's always room for improvements but really try to prevent yourself from beating yourself up that is all for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I am going to go in the pool, any little breather. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to acro yoga by myself. And I nearly didn't go because I was like, oh, Max doesn't want to come. And I thought, I can't do acro yoga. That's when you do like partner balances. I can't do it without Max, right? And the teacher was like, no, you can do it with me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for me because if I don't, then I'm not being authentic to myself. So I'm going to do that and then I'm going to moon gaze tonight. So I hope you guys have a lovely day and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.